Usually when we read this gospel, it's very interesting because people, <coughs> we usually miss a couple of very interesting details. The first one is that this, the, the situation that was going on at that time between Samaritans and Jews. The Jews were antagonized with the Samaritans. They thought they were even worse than pagans because they have abandoned the God of Israel. There's a lot of history in between, which I cannot cover tonight. But they went that far as to, from, from going to Galilee, to Jerusalem. Now, if you don't know the map very well, just know this. Galilee is in the north. That's where Jesus was from, okay? We read in the gospel, uh, Jesus, the Galilean, right? So he's from the north. And then you have people who lived in the center of the, the country. Those are the Samaritans. Then people in the south, that's Judah. And Jerusalem is in Judah, right? So you got people, say, Portland area, the valley, and southern Oregon, something like that, okay? <laughs> now, they went that far because they, they didn't want to mingle with the Samaritans so far as to when they want to travel from one place to the next, they they didn't go the easiest way, which is the straight way. They took a long loop all around the neighboring country up to or down to, you know, wherever they wanted to go. They didn't want it even to step on Samaritan ground. That's how bad it got. Now, for us, a Samaritan, oh, the good Samaritan, well, good guy, you know. <laughs> he helped someone else. Not so. It's so, so adamant, so great. The, the thing, then when this uh, teacher of the law asked Jesus and they had this conversation, when Jesus asked back who behaved like a neighbor, he says, what did he say? He doesn't say Samaritan. He cannot even pronounce his name. He says, <laughs> the one who treated him with mercy. He cannot even get himself to say the Samaritan, okay, I lost. <laughs> no, it's tremendous. So when that helps us to, and gives us some background when we come to this gospel. So Jesus is asking, who is your neighbor? Because they have a previous conversation about what's the most important uh, commandment. So the word neighbor comes uh, there, he says, you love God with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And so this uh, teacher of the law wants to justify his intervention, and he said, well, but who is my neighbor? So let's get some nuance here. Jesus doesn't say who is the neighbor, but clearly is the one who is in help, the one who is in need of help. And you, you can narrow it down, or you can say, well, in a broader sense, everybody is in need of help somewhere or another. So you should love others, everybody, like you love yourself. So it expands the, the concept of neighbor. But this is very important for the topic that we're dealing with tonight, which is friendship. Because th those who are a neighbor to us, generally we think, and that's right, the ones who are closest to us, right? 
So you have to treat those especially with care, like your next door neighbor, right? Like I have, for instance, Chris James, he's my neighbor. You know, he lives on the other side of the wall. <laughs> and he complains because supposedly I snore. I don't know about that. <laughs> so, but there are very interesting verbs here that we should take note because there's a sequence of things this person does for, for the, the one we don't even know the name is uh, an everybody and nobody. So he heals the wounds, he has compassions, he lends his horse, sets the animal, he put him on the animal, he cannot even walk, he's half dead. He took him to the inn, he take care of him, and he pays ahead whatever the, the innkeeper will have to, 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 to need to pay for, for everything he needs to do. There's very many things he does. Now we always, or generally, think about this as me doing that kind of thing, you know, going out of my comfort zone, helping people on the road, and that kind of stuff. For the early church fathers, most of them, they read this parable, but they applied it to Jesus. They said, who's the Good Samaritan? That's Jesus. He's the one who stops out of compassion for each one of us, stoops down from his horse, meaning came down from heaven, right? Took care of us, heal our wounds, this is kind of nasty because if you will have wounds and someone pours oil and wine in it, you know, but it's a sign of the sacraments. I won't go into all of that. Yeah, because it's, but it's kind of weird, you know, if you, if you pay attention at this. But, but it, it's, it's, it's important because it's Jesus, the one who heals us, who then brings in us to the inn, which is a church. And he pays. Everything's there. The whole redemption story is in this little parable that we know so well. But it's a story about a friendship because it's the Lord who becomes friends of humanity. And that's how we should treat each other. If he has treated us like friends, like neighbors, we are to do the same thing. That's the outcome, the conclusion of it. And it's very important because once you start to get closer to Jesus, he helps you to become a better friend. And we all have friends and we all have experiences of friends, right? And usually we sometimes want to be like our friends and sometimes friends want to be like us. Hopefully that's sometimes true too. That's what we call peer pressure, right? Um, but sometimes it can be po very positive. I remember when I was little, maybe fourth grade, I had a friend who lived a couple blocks away from my home. We spent a lot of time together. And so when I remember coming back home and say to my mom, I want to be a mechanic. Like, okay, where did he get that from? A couple of weeks after, after that, I want to be a dentist. And a couple of <laughs> weeks after that, I, I came up with the idea that, um, that I should be an actor. Right. So, 
But in reality, it was all these conversations that I had with my friend, and he kept changing his mind, and I just want to keep being his friend. So <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I, you know, it takes, uh, basically, to follow. You know? But if you want to be like your friend, that's a good thing. It's too bad he never said, I want to be a strong Catholic, you know? <laughs> but the, the fact is, when you get closer to, to Jesus, you attract people to him as well. And the process is very simple. Jesus heals you. He does all that the Good Samaritan did to this guy. And then you're able to do the same thing for others. So when, when Jesus helps you to become holier, you become more sociable. That's what St. Teresa of Avila said about the nuns, but her nuns, but it applies to everyone. She says, said, the holier they are, meaning the nuns, right, the Carmelites, the more sociable they should be with their sisters. And that was sort of the token for holiness for the centuries of Avila, who was a mystic. She's not saying, if you have revelations, right? That's like, yeah, you're on a good path to heaven. If you're able to, to bond with people, to relate to people, to be not just outgoing, that might be true too. But if you are a good friend, good, a good friend that leads to Jesus, right? Someone who's in the end, able to not only be worried about himself or herself, but about others. So ultimately, friendship is charity. That's what it is. At its best, I would say. Sometimes we don't see their relationship so well. What If I'm holier, then I'm better with people. Well. I'm more ready to put aside my petty desires and attend to others. If I'm holier, I'm more patient with other people. If I'm holier, I understand more the shortcomings of other people. If I'm holier, I'm more ready to listen to people instead of just bringing my topics to conversation all the time. So I'm more sociable. It's, it's easier to get her along with me, not with me, with the holier person, right? So that's what, it, what Jesus does when, when, when we become good friends, and that's what transforms. And the world is desperate of good friendships. It's desperate of good, deep friendships. People who can understand you, whom you can have deep conversations, who you can open your heart, you can manifest who you are, how you feel, without being judged, it's so important. You cannot do that in very many places. So it's important for us to seek for holiness and to seek for greater friendships. And there are three points that I would like to uh, point out from the gospel. The first one is real friendships take risks, like the Good Samaritan. It's a risk. The other ones, they have liturgical reasons why not to attend this guy. They, be, they became impure themselves if they touch blood. That's how it worked back then, right? So they were going to Jerusalem, they were going to the temple, most likely to worship, and so they, they couldn't allow this to happen. So this guy takes risks, and 
The question is, how many risks do you take for others? Meaning, stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes. The second one is, he heals the wounds. And that's not just healing wounds, but bringing the best out of his friend, right? That sometimes, most times, would be bringing them to Christ as well. Bringing them to the church, to the inn, right? That's good friendship. The third one is he heads, gets ahead of the game. And that's maybe one of the most important things. When you are a good friend, you know what the other one needs. And you're ready to ask or even to do favors before they even ask the favor from you. Because you are already thinking about themselves. You know how they feel. You know what their desire are, what their worries are. And so you can, you can be ahead of a game, right? So like Sirach, Sirach says in the Old Testament, a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. That is very uh, expressive, right? Someone who shelters you, who protects you. If you have a friend, you have someone that's covering your back. He that has found one has found a treasure. There was a movie about this, you know, uh, some time ago. But it's true. We found a real treasure when we find a friend. There's nothing so precious as a faithful friend. And no scale can measure his excellence. A faithful friend is an elixir of life. And those who fear the Lord will find him. May Jesus be our best friend, but truly friend. And then, if that's the case, he will help us to become good friends as well.